Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Lorraine Murphy Show. I am very excited to bring you this recording of the masterclass I hosted last week how to systemize your life to grow your business. So before I tell you about this week's episode, I first want to let you know that this week's episode is brought to you by Bold Darling. Bold Darling is a platform to support entrepreneurs who understand that business is about more than business. I have seen so many of my mentees sacrifice themselves on the altar of their businesses. They've burnt themselves out. They feel like they're way behind on where they should, could be in their businesses. Their relationships are suffering. They want to grow their businesses, but believe growth will create even more problems and stress. If they're moms, they're most likely consumed with guilt about the impact their business is having on their family life. They're working long hours and are exhausted. And they wonder why they started the business in the first place, because a job was so much easier. (laughs) I've had a front row seat to this phenomenon. First of all, I've done it myself. This May, I marked 10 years since I started my first business. And secondly, I've gotten to mentor thousands of entrepreneurs in the second business of mine. Believe me, I get it. What I've designed is the exact content and structure to combat this problem. Bold Darling is built on the stance that successful businesses are about more than P&Ls, strong sales pipelines, and org charts. Sure, those things are definitely important. However, so is the energy of the founder. And anything that detracts from that, whether it's lack of productivity, challenges at home, getting stuck in fear or self-doubt, to name just a teeny tiny few, has a direct impact on the business's success. Each month in Bold Darling, we focus on a different theme as part of our annual curriculum. April was mindset, May was systems and organization, and this month, as I'm recording this, June is money. We get together every quarter for the day to evaluate our quarters just gone and also to plan the next 90 days. I host a masterclass each month on our monthly theme, and I also invite an expert to come join us for an expert workshop each month. This month, for Money Month, we've got Laura Elkaslassi, who is the CEO of Profit First Australia. And we've actually got two guests this month, my own Profit First accountant, Nadia Venditti, joining us. When you join Bold Darling, you'll be placed into an accountability group of businesses at a similar life stage as you. Right now, we have groups for startups, scale-ups, and family businesses. And there's more. We have a membership portal, there's a playbook of all the resources and templates that you might need while running your business, and also a Bold Darling book club, which is so fun. So there really, really is no need to go it alone. The answers, the support, and the guidance are all there waiting for you. To find out more and to meet some Bold Darling members and to apply, go to bolddarling.com and doors close on Thursday, 23rd of June. As an entrepreneur, there are many hats to wear, many people to get and keep on board with your vision, and often competing priorities to navigate. You cannot afford to drop balls. The fact is, being organized is a non-negotiable if you want to have a successful business. The ability of your company to grow is dependent primarily on one thing, which is you. Each level of growth of your business will require you to upgrade your capacity and your capability and running around constantly in shit show mode is not going to get you there. In this week's episode, I'm sharing the masterclass I hosted last week. In it, I stepped through the three key life systems to unlock max time, mental bandwidth and energy for you to build the business and life of your dreams. You're about to learn the most critical hour of the day for you and your business, how to live an intentional week, the diary dates that should be on every entrepreneur's weekly schedule, the five reasons that we should outsource tasks, 
how to overcome the guilt associated with outsourcing, and how to create your home processes manual. Yes, I did this. Basically, I'll get you from shit show to rock show. In the masterclass, I also talk about my Bold Darling mentoring program. Doors are open now until this Thursday, 23rd of June. Jump to bolddarling.com to learn more about the program, meet some of my brilliant Bold Darling members and get your application in. Let's jump into the masterclass. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. I'm just giving everyone a second to, to come in and get settled. I've got Laura on my team here. I've got Cara on my team here. Hi. And I'm going to open the chat box as well because I would love for this to be a super interactive session, as all my sessions are. Mm-hmm. Laura, if you could just be on the waiting room, that would be amazing. And I'm going to kick off now. Oh, look at everyone jumping in. Look at all these faces. How exciting. Hi. Okay. So friends, I am really, really, really excited to do this session with you because this topic is very, very, very close to my heart. (laughs) I've been on a systemizing mission at home uh, over the last few, I'd probably say even argue years, and I had so much interest from my Instagram community on what I'm doing at home that I realized, okay, this needs to be something, something more. I had a lot of special requests for a masterclass like this. So I want to let you know, this is going to be a really pacey session. So I'm going to share a lot of information with you. I would strongly suggest that you have your um, notebook and pen ready to go. I am a new convert to Remarkable. So I am, I'm all over this. This is where all the notes live in my life now. So yeah, lots of notes today. As I said, it's going to be very, very pacey. So, um, yeah, would love for you to, to, to take lots of notes and, and yeah, gra- grab everything as, as we go through as well. So I'd love to start, everyone, um, with sharing. I, I would love for you to share, first of all, do you have your own business? I want to know a little bit about you. Do you have your own business? And also, I want to ask you, what would it look like? So what would life and business look like if things were more systemized at home? What would the kind of the knock-on effect of that be for you? So jump into the chat. Let me know what is, um, yeah, do you have your own business? And I would also love to ask you, do you, um, yeah, what, what would life at home and in business look like if things were more systemized, please? So I'll just give you a few minutes to um, to answer me that because I'd just love to make sure that this session is really, really geared at you and helping you achieve what, what you want to get out of this session as well. Okay, we've just ticked over 101 people online. Yes, this is going to be so fun. Wow. Oh, my, look at you. So Cameron, more peaceful from Nicole. Yeah, Danny, life is better with systems. Fully agree. Um, Ness, you're speaking to my soul. She says, if I could systemize my life, that would take a whole layer of stress off my shoulders and everyone would know what is going on. Love that. Yeah, 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 yes. Yes, friends, this is amazing. Love, love, love how interactive you're being. Thank you. So that's what we're here to do today, yeah? We're here to find more peace. We're here to find more clarity. We're here to find more time. We're here to find more energy. And for you as, as, as you know, business owners, also professionals, if that's the space that you're in right now. So my intention from today is that. I want to share with you some smart tips, some really solid strategies that can support you in, in your life and in your business. And really what I want to help you do is to buy back that time, that energy, that headspace, that mental bandwidth, not just to grow your businesses, but also to, to, to be the the, the, the the individuals that you want to be as well. So I think we do often think about systems as being something very related to business. And I know for me, when I started to realize that when I could sell, when I could structure my home more like a business, then life overall got a hell of a lot easier on, on every single front. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I've got three major life strategies that I'm going to be stepping you through today. As I said, this is going to be very pacey. I'll be sharing a lot of information, a lot of ideas. So please do have pen and paper, um, iPad, whatever your chosen note of choice is. Just have that ready to go as well. I would also love to invite you to stay till the end because I'll be sharing a bonus at the very end. I'll be popping a little link or the team will be popping a little link into the chat box. And that will be... yeah. Um, Something I think that you will find very, very useful and that I've had a lot of a lot of requests for as well. And the truth is that 
you do actually have systems right now. It may be that the systems aren't working for you very well, but you do have systems in your in your in your life and in your business. So I think the thing that we're focusing on today is how can we upgrade those systems, maybe shift out some systems that aren't serving you so well. And and how can we really get focused on systemizing life so you do have more headspace and more energy and more time to devote to to all the important things in life like families and businesses and so on. We really want to create more headspace for our businesses. I spent this morning with one of my mentees who flew down from from Brisbane to spend the morning with me. And it's so much of it's about headspace. You know, when I got her in a meeting room today and we mapped out her entire five-year vision, you know, that's the headspace that that's where we want to be using our headspace, you know, not stressing about is the vacuuming done? What are the kids doing tomorrow? What are we having for dinner tomorrow? All, All those questions that do take up a lot of headspace. I am going to be sharing with you today a little bit about my Bold Darling mentoring program. So this is, a, I feel like Bold Darling is like my alter ego. <laughs> I'm in the full red regalia today for Bold Darling. So Bold Darling is a mentoring program that I launched in March this year. Thankfully, it was very, very well received and doors are open again now. So what we're talking about in this session today, this isn't generally the kind of information that I know I have learned from business masterminds or, or, or business mentors or coaches. And I think that's what makes Bold Darling so different because it's really about us as holistic beings. No one in Bold Darling, I don't see anyone in Bold Darling or they don't identify themselves as I'm here just with my business hat on. You know, I, I talk a lot about the tip of the iceberg. Business success is the tip of the iceberg. Everything under the waterline is our relationships, our health, our well-being, the rituals that we have in our lives, the systems that we have in our lives. It's our motivation, it's our mindset, it's our energy management. And that's why I love Bold Darling, because we've got a curriculum that focused on each of those topics each month. And over the year, then we work through each of those um, topics gradually. So as I said, this is my jam, <laughs> talking about organization, whether it's business or it's home. And and I've got, so I could honestly do a two-day session on, on this exact topic So what I've really tried to do for the purposes of today's masterclass is to pick the three very, very best life strategies that I think are going to unlock the max bandwidth, energy, time, all of the things that we've talked about for you today. So as you've already thought about, you know, what, what, what the impact would be for you if things were more systemized at home, that's almost like the intention that I want you to take into this next just under an hour together you know, really thinking about almost like that's the, the carrot at the end of this session with us today, together today. And what, from what I share today, can help you move closer and closer to, to being at that point and, and, and that increased systemization, the more peace, the, you know, not having to figure out the juggle. I saw Carlos share there, um, having more clarity, as Kat has said there as well. So the first thing I, I really want to impress with you uh, on you is that systems are a non-negotiable if you want to have a successful business. So back when I started my first business, I was perennially the person who was like 10, 15 minutes late to work. And I would be kind of eating my breakfast on the way to the office, do my makeup on the bus on the way to the office. I, I genuinely wasn't a very organized or systemized person. And when I started my first business back in May 2012, I just celebrated my 10th year as, as an entrepreneur. I realized that, oh, my God, I cannot afford to drop balls here because everything in this business is resting on me. And I need to do an awesome job, not just in the business, but at home so that I'm not dropping balls and I'm not stressing out about something going on at home while I'm at work and, and vice versa. So we really need to see these systems as an absolute non-negotiable. And as I said, all of us have systems running, you know, even the hand you brush your two teeth with in the morning, that that's that's a system that you have running. And it's just about what are the small changes that we can make to, to help you feel more on top of things, more time, more peace, more bandwidth, all of those great things. So I'm going to dive straight in, OK, because what I'm, I want to help you do today is uh, to to, I guess, understand the idea that we as business owners, as I said, I've been doing this for 10 years. My business will only ever grow to the capacity of the container that I create for it. And in that container is my mindset. It's my energy management. It's the, the, the guides, the mentors, the, the programs that I seek out myself for my own professional and personal development. It's, it's, it's never, my business is never going to outgrow me. 
So what we want to do is that at each level of growth of our businesses and our lives, that we want to constantly be upgrading those systems because that's what's going to build that bigger container each time. And the container that I had 10 years ago when I was starting my business, I was, I was going to say I was single. I had a boyfriend who is now my husband. You know, I was, I, I was pretty, you know, footloose and fancy free. The systems that I needed then changed when we had our first daughter five years ago. She just turned five on Monday. The systems that I need now in my life and my home now, you know, what about five years later than that? Like they're different again. And, and at each evolution of me and my business is going to require me to create that bigger container each time. So the thing with systems is we're not just setting and forgetting. They're constantly going to evolve over time as we evolve and as our businesses evolve as well. So the first system that I want to step you through, that there's one that I'm going to spend most time on, but the first I want to focus on today is as part of this life system is your morning routine. And for some of you on this session today, you know, how much have we got? We've got 121 people on here today. How exciting. So for some of you, when I introduce the idea of a life routine, a morning routine as part of the session, you might be like, oh, what? That doesn't, that doesn't, you know, make sense. Or, But how you spend your time and how you structure your calendar, that is a system. So how you are currently spending your mornings is a system, whether or not it's, as I said, it's a system that's working for you, or maybe it's working against you right now. And how you spend your mornings is really symptomatic of how you spend the rest of your day. So when I was creating the, the copy for the opt-in page for this session today, I promised you to share you what's the most, most important hour that you as an entrepreneur are going to spend in your businesses each week. And, and that hour, it's actually each day, it's each morning and what you're choosing to do first when you wake up in the morning. So if for some of you that is, I talked about you know being in shit show mode as part of the opt-in page for the session. If that is being in shit show mode, you know, it's like I used to be, you know, running late, grabbing breakfast on the way to work, trying to get my lipstick done just as I walked in the office door. You know, if that's the mode you're going to be in, that's actually going to set the standard for the entire day ahead. And even I, I had an experience on, on Monday or Tuesday. It was launch day. You know, this is day three of launch for Bold Darling and doors opened on Tuesday. And I went to a yoga class in the morning because I was like, I'm going to set myself up for launch day, you know, be super zen, super focused. And I don't know if, if for those of you who are yoga fans, sometimes I have a teacher where I just don't understand what they're saying. Like I'm trying to follow, I'm look, I'm having to look to them constantly rather than finding my own flow in the class. And I had a teacher like that on Monday. And I just came out of that class feeling so like discombobulated, distracted, kind of a bit like irritated and almost like I'd, I'd like wasted that hour that I could be getting in Zen mode. And the crazy thing was, that was my energy for the whole day. I felt really scattered all day on Tuesday. And of course, part of that's going to be because I was in day one of launch. But also, I just feel like how I chose to spend that hour first that morning actually really affected the, the, the rest of my day and I almost like set the tone for my entire day. So I would really invite you to think about that first hour in the morning. And <laughs> I know some of you are probably parents of young kids like me. So we've got a five-year-old. We've got an almost one-year-old. He's one next week, which is blowing my mind. You know, for those of us who maybe the, the, the mornings aren't as expansive as maybe they were before we had kids, or maybe we work, you know, our, our businesses require us to be on early in the morning, or maybe we're working shift work or whatever it might be. You know, it doesn't have to be a full hour. It can be more of like a pocket of time, maybe 20 minutes. And for me, if I just have 10 minutes of meditating down in my office in the morning, that just changes the whole energy of my day ahead. So really just thinking about how how do you choose right now to spend your first kind of pocket of time in, in, in the day and how could you maybe change that system to, to be more supportive of you? And a book that I absolutely adore is it's called The Miracle Morning. I've talked about it quite a lot in my work. I've got many, many, many people <laughs> onto the book, The Miracle Morning. And what Hal Elrod talks about is almost like the ideal ingredients. Like if your morning routine was going to be a cake, these are the, the, the six ingredients that would be in that morning cake. And I'm going to rattle them off to you. So he talks about the savers. So S-A-V-E-R-S. Cat's another Miracle Morning. I'm just looking at the chat, chat here as well. Another Miracle Morning fan. So the savers, so these are the six ingredients that Hal Elrod almost prescribes to be kind of that ideal morning routine. So S is for silence. So that could be meditation. It could be a quiet uh, cup of tea on your front deck by yourself. It could be just going for a walk with the dog by yourself, just something that creates some silence in, in your morning. A is for affirmations. 
So saying positive affirmations to yourself. I've got an actual spray that I use to um to to kind of go along with my affirmations. And the one I'm working with today, just before I I I got on this session, I'm going to spray some extra now just for some extra success. But this affirmation is success resounds through my being, infusing my thoughts and beliefs, my words and emotions, my actions and results. So having some kind of an affirmation that sets you up for the day ahead is a really, really powerful ingredient to your morning routine. V is for visualization. So this morning when I woke up, I was really focused on, okay, how do I want to feel on this session? What's the outcome that I want to create for everyone who joins this session today? When I stand up from my desk after presenting this session today, what, what's the emotion that's going to be like coursing through my veins? How am I going to be feeling? So really visualizing the outcome that you want to get, whether it's today, this week, the next few years, whatever it might be. E is for exercise. So just something that changes your physiology. So it might be my mentee this morning. Uh, she was meeting me at 730 this morning. She did some yoga um, in her hotel room. For you, it might be walking your dog, just something that gets you moving in the morning. I, I really, really love morning exercise. That's that's something you my, my personal choice is morning. But, you know, I'll talk about something else in a second around splitting your morning routine. R is for reading. So I don't mean Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't mean Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean something that's actually going to build you in a kind of professional or personal development capacity. So the Miracle Morning might be a really, really great start to that. And we're not talking about reading, you know, books and books and books on end. It's reading maybe three or four pages in the morning as part of your morning routine. For me, I love audiobooks. So I generally have an audiobook and like a, a book on my Kindle on the go at a time. So think about what's a way that you could create some reading. Um, one of my friends, Jules, is studying, um, I thought I was going to say Braxton Hicks. It's Abraham Hicks at the moment. <laughs> and, and she watches a 10 minute YouTube video in the morning as part of her morning routine, which is kind of a, a way of reading as well. S then for the last letter, savers is S, and S is for scribing. So whether it's journaling, whether it's a gratitude journal, uh, whether it's uh, morning pages, just something that kind of gets your thoughts down on paper in the morning is a really, really good thing to do as well. So savers, I'm just going to rattle through them again. I love that you're supporting each other on chat. Love. This is very bull darling vibe right now, this support of each other. So savers, just to, to recap, S is silence. A is affirmations. V is visualization. E is exercise, R is reading, and S is scribing, so, so writing. So there are savers, okay? Two really, really, really important points I want to make here with, with, with morning routines. First of all, please layer your morning routine. If morning routines is new to you, or maybe you stopped, and oh, I love this, AF. <laughs> I'm not sure what your actual name is. AF says, you know, great reminder of the things I've left totally slip for the morning. Yes, I was just going to say for those of us who maybe are kind of newer to, to parenthood or a new baby, it's Amy. Hi, Amy. So thank you. Oh, I know. Hi. I, I just caught, I just realized who you are. So thinking about, you know, these things as rather than just trying to dive back in and kind of trying to reclaim the morning routine that we used to have, whether pre baby or pre starting our businesses or pre, pre, sea change or tree change, whatever we've done. It's just to layer them in one by one. So choosing one thing, nail that. You know, I really love one of my old mentors, Claire Jennifer, used to say, nail it before you scale it. So nailing one layer before you phase in the next one, before you layer in the next one, before you layer in the next one. So think about layering, first of all. The second thing I want to introduce to you as a way of making these morning routines as accessible as possible is splitting your morning routine. So for example, I don't scribe in the morning, I scribe in the evening because I used to scribe last as per kind of the, the, the Halal Road formula. And what I realized when I did that, that was almost kind of the, that was always the risk, the, the, almost like the red zone of kids waking me up. <laughs> so I started scribing in the evening. So now I get into bed and I do my journaling in the evening and I do the other, the other things in the morning. So think about splitting it. If you're more of an evening exerciser or a lunchtime exerciser, it's not actually key that you have to do all of the things every morning. It's just making sure that you're ticking off even a couple of those bases in the morning, as I said, to set you up for success in the morning and for you to feel like you are starting your day in, in the manner that you would, it's almost like starting like you mean to go on with your day. And something really, really critical when it comes to bedtime routine, <laughs> your morning routine doesn't start in the morning, it starts when you go to bed. <laughs> And I'm going to add a layer to that as someone who was up with their kid for two hours last night with, their, with my, our baby and my husband was also up. 
I did that thing where I said, like, I actually just need you to take him. Like, I've got too much on tomorrow. I was so focused on his masterclass and I fed him. So I'm still feeding him. And and I said, I, I just need you to take him. So Wade, my husband, took him, took him downstairs. But I did that thing of like, I still couldn't sleep because I was still like, is he settling? Is he not? Is he settling? Is he not? So in the end, I got up after an hour and then we both settled him together. So <laughs> so one of those things like in strategy, the strategy was great, but the actual implementation wasn't so great. So really our bedtime, our, our morning routine starts with our bedtime routine because I know myself if I'm we're into the, the 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 next season of Peaky Blinders at the moment. I know if I get into Peaky Blinders and we binge that second one, I'm I'm not getting up early in the morning. You know, it's it's not happening. So think about rather than your morning routine starts at, you know, when your alarm clock goes off or you your children wake you up in the morning, think about it starting instead when you're going to bed. Really, really key. So Christy says, I'm not really a morning person, so love the idea of splitting the morning routine. Yeah, love that. <laughs> Amy can't be trusted with a Netflix series. And it's the autoplay, you know? It's like you don't even have the choice. Like, will we, won't we? It's like, oh, it's already played. <laughs> it's a liability for sure. So I'd love for you to think, everyone, based on the kind of six savers that I've shared, the different ideas that I've shared, what's one thing, remembering anything that I ever work with you on, you know, whether it's this masterclass or you join Bold Darling or you join me at one point for one-on-one mentoring. And I've got some of my one-on-one mentees that are live on here as well, which is awesome. Hi. Think about what's one thing that would serve you most with this morning routine, whether it's like a little upgrade to something you're already doing or it's adding in a new layer or it's just starting from scratch. What's one thing that would really help? Oh, Sally, I didn't know you were here. There's so many people on here. I fancy everyone's faces. Hi, my love. Down in Canberra. And yes, we are definitely switching off autoplay. Thank you. That's actually a tip from Dr. Christy Goodwin. She shares that one as well. So hit me right in chat. What's one thing that you can implement? So everything I always share, Sally's an ex-membership She's a part of my old membership. There's lots of people who've worked with him before. You will know that when I share things, I don't just want to leave you inspired. I just don't want to feel you feeling good. Oh, she had great ideas. I actually want you to take something today <laughs> and start implementing in your life because that's when we actually start to iterate. That's when we start to make the changes and, and things start to shift for ourselves. Christy's affirmations as well. Rebecca's exercise. <laughs> Leah, as a mom, silence. Amen, sister. I hear you on that for sure. Kate, prepping clothes. Kate Walker. Oh my God, there's so many familiar faces. This is awesome. Her name, should I say? Billy's there too. I'm interviewing from a podcast very soon. Silence. Yeah, getting back to Vedic meditation practice. Love. Mandy's journaling. Okay. So I'm hoping, friends, as you're going through this session already, that you're starting to see some things that you can implement. Yeah. Really, really key. I want you implementing things from, from today, ideally. Um, morning routine, unless you're in a different time zone. <laughs> can wait till tomorrow morning, but start implementing those things. Okay, Michael, am I the only gender deficient male person watching? <laughs> I don't know, Michael. Uh, I can't. I'm not. I'm not looking at faces. But thank you for joining. And and what what I'm sharing is it, these are things that my husband implements as well. So um, yeah, you're very welcome, Lisa. You're you're amongst friends. I love love that. Okay, friends, I'm going to move on. Okay, the second system and the the, the life strategy for us to think about when it comes to system systemizing our lives is your week and how you operate in your week, week to week. And again, for some of you listening, you might be like, oh, my schedule, really? Is that a system? That is 100% a system. You know, anything that you're doing repetitively in your life is a system. So for many of us, the week has kind of just evolved. And you know, I'm going to talk my parents' house for a minute. I may have noticed I'm from Ireland. So back in Dublin, my parents lived two miles up a mountain outside Dublin. And they... The house is like 130 years old and they bought it and the previous owners, like the previous house is like tiny. And then the previous owners had added on like an extension. Then my parents bought it what, 30, over 30 years ago. They put on a conservatory, which is very Euro back then. It was a very 80s thing. They had a conservatory, they had the porch, they had the extension, they had the shed. So they started like bolting things on. And for so many of us, that's where our weeks are. You know, our weeks have kind of just evolved but they haven't evolved in response to our own needs from our weeks. They've, they've evolved in response to everyone else's needs from our weeks. Whether it's our businesses, I can see Kedra is like nod, nodding emphatically, I think is the word. You know, they, they evolve because our, our daughter does gymnastics on Wednesday, therefore it evolves in that direction. Oh, my team isn't available on Thursday morning for a whip, therefore I'll do my whip on Wednesday morning. You know, how many of you right now, when you look at your weekly calendar, it's 80% oriented around what your business needs and what everyone else needs versus what you need. <laughs> so 
the really big paradigm shift that I'm asking you to just mentally explore right now is how would your week look if it supported you? And I'd love for all of you to write that down in your notes as something, you know, this is a good scribing exercise for when you sit down and do your scribing. How would my week look if it supported me better, if it supported my time, my energy, my focuses? And the opportunity that we have within that, you know, you might look at your week and go, holy shit, it is completely oriented around what everyone else needs and what my business needs. So the opportunity in that problem is to design a week that brings back intentionality, where you're sitting there with your week and you're saying, this is what I want to create rather than this is what everyone else wants me to create. And that's a journey. As women, sorry, Michael, (laughs) we do tend to put everyone else's needs first. And that then filters down to our calendars. I really love the idea that if you want to see someone's priorities, where their priorities sit, look at their calendars and look at their, uh, it, was, it was checkbooks, but I think bank accounts is more is more relevant now. You know, if I was to kind of helicopter into your calendar right now and ask you to share a screen, what what am I going to, to, to deduce from looking at your calendar? Is it all work, work, work? Is it all kid, kid, kid? Or is there actually quite an even spread around it? And is it color coded, which is the most important question that I always have with that. So shifting from what do I need to get done for everyone else to how could my week serve me better? And just intuitively, right, um, there's something, as I said that, for pretty much everyone there, there was something that dropped in that you said, that's what I would change. So I'm working with a mentor myself. I just started a three-month block with a phenomenal mentor. I mean, she's blowing my mind. I'm loving I'm loving being on the other side of the phone line for a change because I'm normally the one doing the mentoring. And and she blew my mind yesterday because so much of it was around what, what would I like to create? You know, how would this look if I wanted this to serve me best? And and as she was talking straight away, I was like, because I was talking about this exact topic, you know, I'm kind of like, as I said, I'm constantly building my own my own container to be bigger and bigger to contain this business, to hold this business. And straight away, I said, what I would love to do is Wednesday morning, baby yoga with our little boy Wilder at 11 o'clock. That would be awesome. So as I said that to you, how would you design your week to serve you better? What dropped in for you? Jump into chat and let me what, let me know. What's one thing that dropped in for you as I, as I was sharing that? Okay, think about that. And goes without saying, there's no standard week. It's not like I could say to you, okay, here, Kedra, or here, Mel. Oh, Mel, hi. Oh, my God. I met you years ago in Melbourne. So Mel Corner, hi. And, you know, if I look at you, Kat, if I look at you, Robin, if I look at you, Carly, if I look at you, Chantal and Louise, hi, I just put Liz was who I spend the morning with. Oh, my God. So, so many kind of connecting dots here. If I look at you, Carly Bevan, you know, there's not one week that I could give to each of you and go, OK, copy and paste, put this into your calendar and everything's going to be amazing because each of you have such different and disparate requirements and needs. And the people around you have different requirements and needs of you as well. But what I would like to give you is six tick boxes. These are the boxes that no matter what your business is, no matter what age of small people in your lives are, no matter where you're living, no matter what kind of schedule you have, these are the things that I would love for you to have on your calendar. For me, these are like the absolute must-haves. If you're running a business, you need to have this time in your calendar. And I'm going to touch on that in a second. Get ready, get ready your pen. Lots of daytime. Yeah. And you know, this was actually something that came up for me with a mentee this week, as in, someone I was mentoring and I was talking to her I feel like this has come up a lot as a bit of a theme you know I said to her if I was to look at your calendar would your priorities reflect what you're telling me verbally your priorities are and she said no because there's no time with my husband like I am telling myself that my relationship is my biggest priority for these next stuff this quarter but the the time isn't on the calendar so I I think it's interesting that that you're saying this Sally Friday evening bath ritual yeah love 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 fitness is for Belinda yeah, Belinda's running. Yeah, love, 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 love. Okay, so checkbox, okay? These are the things that every one of you should have on your calendar. One, maker time. So for any of you who read my second book, Get Remarkably Organized, you will know the difference between maker time and manager time. So maker time is when we're making shit. <laughs> so for me in my business, that's designing this masterclass. It's creating a new online program. It was spending, you know, months designing what Bold Darling was going to look like and implementing that with my team. It's maker time. Um, for maybe some of you, I don't know if I talk about some of the businesses in Bold Darling, Sarah is a HR consultant. Like for her, it's writing a HR strategy. Uh, another member of the group, Lex, is a cattle stud owner. So for her, it's actually designing how do they 
improve the user experience of their next auctions. They've got a cattle auction coming up in November. Like it's so cool to learn all the different businesses and, and the different requirements. So for you, it's whatever your product is, whatever you sell, that is your maker time. And that time needs to be booked in in advance in your calendar. Because otherwise what happens is we end up in manager time all of the time. So maker time remembers when we're making the shit that we sell and we're you know, strategizing, creating, thinking, innovating, all those things. Whereas manager time on the other side is when we're managing the publics within our businesses. So it might be our clients, um, it might be our suppliers, it might be, you know, right now I'm in manager time. So if we think about it, I sat down and sneaky secret that I haven't actually shared with you. I've already hosted this session because this was the masterclass in Bold Darling back in April when we did systems and organization. So what you're actually experiencing now is this is what we would do every month together in Bold Darling. But of course, this is a separate um, intention behind this session. So yesterday afternoon, I sat down in my little, my mentoring chair over there in the sunshine and I mapped out, I had the kind of the core content from what the, the Bold Darling session was in April. Um, no, May, sorry, in May. And, and then I, I, I tailored it for this group today. So yesterday I was in maker time working on this session, but today I'm in manager time because I'm presenting that session. Does that make sense? Can you give me a thumbs up if that's making sense to you? Gold. So all of you in your businesses, you're going to have your ma maker time and you're going to have your manager time. The problem with the maker time is that doesn't just happen. We need to be really intentional about sectioning out that time for ourselves, yeah? The manager time, will always happen because the clients will always need you. The suppliers will always need you. Your team will always need you. Your family will always need you. That's not the problem. This side isn't generally the problem. So you want to book in some time for you to be on maker time. And what I really like to do, a little hack that I do in my own calendar is I book in like my creative time in advance for the whole year in advance, actually. And, and what I do is in the, in the kind of the notes, so I use Google Calendar in the notes, I actually jot, I drop in, you know, the week before, the week over, the day before, what I'm going to work on within that session. And what I have as part, you know, as, as part of my mentees and some of the Bell Darling group are at, at the moment, they're working on CEO time each week. So they have a week or even two hours where they're in CEO mode for the week ahead. And, and what I have found with them is that they'll sit there and they'll go, okay, I need to be CEO now. And they're kind of like scratching around for stuff to do. Like, what does a CEO do? So same for you, yeah, with this maker time, you almost want to pre-book pre in that time with yourself and know exactly when you sit down to, to be in maker zone, maker time, you know what you're going to be doing, yeah? You've, you've, you've given yourself your own agenda, essentially. The second thing, second tick box I want you to tick in every single week is do not disturb time. And, and this got some laughs when I shared this with my Bold Darling group when I presented this last month. I actually presented this session from Bali, so yeah, I feel like it's... <laughs> I'm wearing a very, very different clothes here today, presenting a second time around back in, in winter Sydney. But a lot of you are too fucking available. You're available to clients. You're available to your team. You're too fucking available. And what I mean by this is, you know, it's not just that, because, you know, a lot of us are working this kind of weird hybrid thing now where maybe we are working from home from COVID. I know for me, I used to go to a co-working space one day a week with my team pre-COVID, and now it's all at home and I, I see the team over Zoom. But we're working this weird hybrid thing. So even if we're at home, you know, technically in the past, if you're having a work from home day, that was your do not disturb time. Yeah. But what's happened now is generally you've got, I mean, for me, I've got WhatsApp open when I'm kind of in make manager time with the team. But for many of you, you know, you've got teams on, you've got notifications pinging in, you've got emails. And it's this weird thing where you don't, even if it's your own business, you don't want to look like you're slacking off by not being online. So you're making yourself extra available just so the team know that you're kind of there. Yeah. So we need to have do not disturb time. If you're in the office for me, when I was in an office with the team, it was putting my headphones in. You know, if my headphones were in, that was my signal. Do not disturb me. If it's putting do not disturb on your um, if you're on Skype or you're on Teams or whatever internal messages you're using, letting the team know. And I used to do this with my team in my previous business. We would kind of come into the office at like 839. And, and we would say it was actually do not disturb time until 10 o'clock. And that meant if Emily on my team or Rosalie or Eddie or Ashley or Tessa, if they were head down on something, you didn't disturb them. We saved the chat until 10. You know, what did you watch last night? How's the gig you went to last night? I make myself sound way cooler than I was. You know, that the chat was, was waited till, till, till the, the initial kind of chunk of work was done. So do not disturb time. Absolutely imperative. 
the third thing, the kind of third batch or the third, third tick box that I would like for you to have in your calendar each week is grouping similar tasks together. So rather than kind of being in your inbox, kind of dipping in and out each day, it's having dedicated inbox time. So I actually write my inbox on my to-do list. It's, a, it's an action on my to-do list. Because otherwise, I know it's just going to fill up every little nook and cranny of available headspace and time and energy throughout my day. So grouping similar tasks um, and grouping similar clients. Like if you're going to work on, I was working with one of the Bold Darling group recently, and she has, it's the HR consultancy, and she's got like six key clients. And one of them, for example, she works on half a day a week. The other one she works on, she's kind of pre-allocated two days a week with them. But what she was doing is she was kind of touching all of her clients every day, not touching, <laughs> touching their work every single day. So instead, what we've designed is we've actually worked out a schedule for her that on Monday, she does this client, Tuesday, this client. And it just means then you don't have that kind of task switch, which is very, very time consuming and energy consuming as well. So grouping similar tasks and, 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 and clients. Number four is compartmentalizing projects and different commitments. So for me, I've got a commitment that I create a weekly podcast episode, for example, so I want to compartmentalize that. So I actually worked late the night before last. I got three podcast episodes batched, ready to go. Again, it eliminates that task switching. The fifth checkbox is Monday momentum. I am a big, 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 big believer in Monday momentum. So getting the key stuff that you need to get done for the week ahead on a Monday. Because we all know, like a lot of you on this call and this session are business owners, you know that the shit hits the fan. <laughs> it's not if, it's when the shit hits the fan. So the great thing about getting your Monday momentum is you know going into Tuesday morning that you've gotten all of the proactive things done that you need to get done for the week ahead. Laura, can I just actually ask, just when I'm rattling off these lists, could you just jot them down as I go? Um, so for example, so maker time, do not disturb time, grouping similar tasks and clients, compartmentalizing projects and tasks. And fifth I'm on to now is Monday momentum. Get your Monday momentum. It is freaking life-changing and business-changing. So I was doing three days a week since Wilder was born. Well, not when he was born. When I came back into my business in September. And I, I, I'm spending most of those three days, whether it's with Bold Darling or it's with my one-on-one -on -one mentees. So what I realized is I, I wanted to go up to four days. And Laura on my team is like, cool, so I can start booking and mentoring on Monday. And I was like, no. <laughs> Monday is my day to work on my business, not everyone else's businesses. So think about how can you create that Monday momentum for yourself? It may not be possible for a whole day, but it may be possible for an hour to get that Monday momentum for yourself. Um, Kelly has a question. Do you use your diary as a to-do list and schedule together or do you have a separate to-do list to your calendar? Separate. But what I will do if I've got something big to do, like three podcast episodes to do or writing my books, for example, then I task block that in. So I actually book that into my calendar. So remembering team, we're talking organization right now, but this is the systems. You know, these are the repetitive tasks, approaches that you take every single day that are influencing whether your business is growing right now or it's it's stagnating or it's actually going the opposite, it's declining. It starts and ends with you. These are the small things that make a huge difference. The sixth thing, and it's funny that I'm talking to you about this today because I've got this coming up this afternoon, is decompress time. And I think this is so much more critical since the whole vid crazy hit us over the last couple of years, because what happens for me, and I find this, you know, I would find I, I did before I went to four days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and they are becking big days. Like I am highly productive. They are big. Anyone who's reading, I think a couple of people mentioned they're reading Step Into You, like they're very masculine energy days, those days. And what happens then is I open this lovely door here. I take 12 steps at 5 p.m. into our kind of kitchen, living, dining area, and I'm in full mum mode, you know, and that's a whole other kind of headspace to be in. And what would happen then, <laughs> anyone who's kids, the weekends often feel more hectic than my work weekdays. And it would get to Sunday night and I go, whoa, like there was about 10 steps between being in full work mode and then being in full fam mode, family mode. So what I started doing, and I've been doing this for months now, is decompress time. So that's one hour from four to five on a Thursday. And the express intention of that time is for me to decompress. So quite a few of you have probably heard of the whole idea of the third space. You know, you've got work, you've got home and the importance of the whole book. I haven't actually read it, but I, I feel like I got a handle on the concept. And you've got that third space that you can go. 
And for many of us, the commute was that, that third space, you know, whether it was the ferry home or the walk home or the drive home, that was like your decompressed time. And most of us don't have that now, you know, and even if we do have it, it's maybe absorbed with, you know, traffic or making phone calls or trying to check emails on the train or whatever it might be. So that one hour for me today, and, I, and what I do then is I book my filling tank stuff into that time. So last Thursday, I had a facial at the time. Today, I'm having acupuncture. Um, I might do a, a nice big walk. Like today's a beautiful day to go for a walk. If, if you're in Sydney, it's glorious kind of crispy winter sunshine today. So that tea compressed time is so important for you to kind of just switch gears, you know, switch lanes um, for, for yourself. Stacy says, I, I try to have a 30 minute walk before collecting the kids. Yeah, Emma, I miss this space now. I work from home. So Emma, make this the reason to very intentionally, you know, I talked about that intentionality of your work. Make that the reason to get intentional, yeah? Rather than kind of waving the white flag and saying, I work from home, therefore it's not available. You get to decide. I, I say this to my mentees so much. This is yours for the creating, whether it's your week, it's your business, it's your family life, it's your marriage. It's yours for the creating. And so often, as I said, we kind of wave the white flag and we, we make it too hard. And as I said, what I really want you to get from today is these easily actionable, like these are the things you, you can make happen today. And a double underlined intention. Love, my dear. So good. All right. I'm going to jump on to the next section, um, which is outsourcing. But I would love for you to tell me before I do jump into that, what's one thing that as I've been talking, you've been like reflecting on? And I also just want to recognize all of you on this session. You've got 118 people on this session right now. You're all making this time to work on yourselves and on your business. Yeah, I really want to like applaud you for that because 750 people registered for this masterclass. And I know a lot of them will watch it back and listen back. You are the like the the, the, the VIPs. <laughs> Anyone who's watching or listening back there, I'm like, you're VIPs too. But you know, you've shown up today. There's every single one of you, there's something else compelling that you could have been doing and you're showing up for yourselves today so I just want to at this kind of juncture really really want to recognize you for that and I think that's why I adore the bold darling group so much because that's what they have in common they show up for themselves every fortnight every fortnight we have a, every every month we have a masterclass just like this so this month we're focusing on money so last week I spent an hour and a half with the, the, the group on how can they amplify their money mindset and then two weeks later, we have the expert workshop, which follows on from the theme of the masterclass. So you're showing up for yourselves. You are like such prime candidates for Bull Darling. And I know you would get so much out of it because you get this, like you're experiencing this right now. Just on Bull Darling, just as a kind of a, a, a kind of break right now, can you just let me know? Because I will make sure I've got a couple of minutes for questions at the end. If you have any questions about Bull Darling, can you just start dropping them into the chat now? Because Laura will will grab them and I'll make sure that I answer them as well. Whether it's about, whether it's for you, the structure, when it starts, any of those kind of logistics questions, please do let me know. All right. Life strategy number three is outsourcing. Just like I said, most of you are too fucking available. Most of you are also doing too fucking much that you should not be doing, <laughs> which is where outsourcing comes in. So I want to give you kind of like filters. You know, this is like, how do I know if I should outsource something? I'm actually going to add a sixth one on there just <laughs> in the moment. I get to be spontaneous because it's my masterclass. So hand over the stuff that is not one in your superpowers. So as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we want to be aiming 80% of our time towards being in our superpowers. And each of our superpowers are going to be different. For me, my superpowers are creating content. It's mentoring. It's presenting like this. It's the strategy of the business. Anything else I should be handing to my team. It does not make sense to, for me to be setting up the Zoom link for this session. It does not make sense for me to be setting up the individual agreements for all these new members who are joining Bell Darling this week and next week. It does not make sense because it's not within my superpowers. Yeah. So I would love for you again, as like an action from today, when you've got some time to go for a walk or do yoga, just bring that kind of front of mind to your consciousness. What are your superpowers? Yeah. Kylie, why have I not considered my superpowers before? I don't know, but it's something we talk a lot about in Bold Darling. Yeah, it's really, really important because if you don't know what that 80% is, otherwise you're just doing everything and it's, you know, you're, you're spreading yourself too thin and you're not, I love this word and I would love for you to write down this word. It's not potent. What I want, and I've got full body goosebumps sharing this, sharing this point with you. What I want for every single one of you on this session, whether you're listening back or watching back or you're here live with me right now, 
I want you to feel potent, not disempowered, scattered, fractious. I want you to be potent. Yeah. And, and I feel like there's a reason, like I love this vibrant red that we have as part of Old Darling, because this is me at my most potent, you know, showing up, doing doing this work right now. This This is me at my most potent. This is me in my superpowers. Okay. Um, Laura, there's questions coming. So if you can just start copying and pasting, if you're, I think you're on the case there. Thank you. Um, so superpowers, right? First thing you should be outsourcing anything that's not within your superpowers. Second, if it's repetitive, if it's something that's done repetitively, like setting up my email standouts, you know, as you can imagine, I'm in full launch swing right now. It does not make sense for me to go and send out every single email myself. It makes absolute sense for me to hire Kara, who's on this session with me today. She's our VA over in the Philippines. It makes absolute sense for her to do that. Yeah, absolute sense for her to do that. Third thing, we want to outsource anything that isn't growing your life and business is a waste of time. <laughs> and I know that sounds really, really blunt, but I'm, I'm, what I'm sharing is that I'm channeling my, my Denise Duffield-Thomas, who's a brilliant money mindset coach. She's, I'm, I've paid to be part of her, her program. And, and what she says is that we need to be mindful of the compound interest of an hour of our time. So think about, I spend an hour of my time cleaning our bathroom, right? It's beautiful. It is sparkling. You know, our, our one-year-old, almost, I have stop saying one-year-old, I've got another two weeks of being 11 months old. You know, our almost one-year-old can crawl around the floor and I don't like get grossed out. But that bathroom will need to be cleaned again in two days' time. Yeah, it'll need to be cleaned again next week. Whereas if we think about an hour that I spent, you know, an hour that I'm spending with you, like being your, you know, a lot of your business owners, you get this, the commercial benefit of me being here on this session with all of you for an hour, hopefully teaching you some nuggets, hopefully you're going, holy shit, I need to be involved, darling, like I need more of this in my life. You know, the compound interest of this hour, because I know there's going to be lots of applications this afternoon, you know, that the hour that I'm spending now has such an incredible knock-on effect for my life for my family, for the impact that I can have within my community. You know, if we kind of compare that to cleaning the toilet, it's a fucking no-brainer. You know, it really, really is. So think about the compound interest of the things that you're doing and ask yourself, is this actually growing my life? Is this growing my business? And I need to be really clear here, you know, as a mom, me kind of scrabbling around trying to get dinner ready at the end of the day, that's not growing my life. Me sitting on the floor or cuddling on the sofa with our two kids and just having those like heart melting moments where I go, you're mine. That's growing my life. Yeah. So it's not saying we just want to get rid of everything at home and systemize the crap out of parenting. It's more what are the things that are actually going to move us forward and our families and our lives forward. So that's number three. We want to outsource those things. Number four, we want to outsource the things that we dread doing. If there's something on your list, like if I, and thank God I outsource bookkeeping from like, day two of my first business when I realized how crap I was at it. You know, if I had reconciling my zero accounts on my 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 to-do list for the week, I would procrastinate like a mofo. Like I already procrastinate like a mofo on responding to my accountant, my brilliant accountant and bookkeepers, handful of queries at the end of the month. Anything that we dread doing lowers our vibration. It's a low, heavy frequency. In order for you to be at optimal kind of performance levels at home and in your business, you need to be high vibe. And what comes with that is getting rid of the stuff that drags you down, that feels heavy. And as a follow on to that, you know, the fifth reason that we should outsource is anything that causes arguments at home. Outside, we have these, so we, we rent in Sydney and we have these flagstones outside that were kind of a really nice kind of musty green color because there was so much like algae or whatever that crap is that grows on flagstones outside right I had gently said to wait a few times like can we like can you borrow a friend's gurney your neighbor's gurney can we do it and I just realized you know what this is driving me mental it's not bothering him I'm going to pay $500 to an air tasker who came over and spent three hours washing all outside of our house and pressure washing all of them the funny thing was they are light like pinky yellow like we didn't even know what color they were <laughs> Anything that causes arguments at home, if it's available to you, hand that over. And I will say cleaners are an absolute minimum. Even if you could only afford a cleaner once a month right now, the amount of my mentees and bold darling group who are running very successful businesses, who are like transitioning from very successful careers to creating their startups, who are still cleaning their own toilets, it actually makes me mad. So cleaning as a bare minimum. But as a follow on to that, right, I want to say, and I'm going to be really transparent with you all as, as a group, 
I spend about $5,000 a month outsourcing within my home, our home. So that's our nannies. It's our cleaners. It's that ad hoc cleaning stuff that we need to do every now and then. It's stacking the freezer with dinner ladies if I'm coming into launch. That's not a small amount of money. And I fully appreciate that for some of you looking at that are like, oh, Lorraine, look at you like in your ivory tower. Like it wasn't always that. It started with the monkey cleaner. It then layered to having some dinner ladies. It then layered to having a nanny and then asking those nannies to support us more with cooking and um, like getting Lexi's lunchbox ready and so on. So what I'm saying to you here is it doesn't need to be a $5,000 investment. You know, we've got friends who spend $12,000 a month outsourcing within their home. That's where I want to get to. <laughs> I'm like, I will throw all the money at outsourcing. But I get it needs to come with, with, with you know, with, with the income. So maybe it's a cleaner. Maybe it's getting some frozen meals for the freezer. Maybe it's asking a babysitter when they come over, you know, paying them an extra $5, $10 to fold some laundry. So just start small because what happens then is you start small, you outsource, you buy back some headspace for yourself some time, which means you've got more time to spend on your business, which means your business can grow, which means, do you see where I'm going with this? Like they grow in tandem with each other. Okay. Want to share that. And yeah, Tracy, I'm always honest. (laughs) That's one thing you can guarantee and you, you can get a guarantee on. So start small. I really wanted to share that with you this time next year. Again, being fully honest, I want a full time five days a week housekeeper in our home. Like that would be like goals. That's what Denise Duffel Thomas has. And she's like my kind of abundance, um, yeah, guru, muse, whatever you might say. And I've actually, I'll, I'll be sharing it in the recording email that we send. I'm hosting another masterclass on Tuesday, which is all about unlocking more abundance, like financial abundance in your business and your life. So if you're kind of like, yes, I want to like turn on more cash um, so you can outsource more, that would actually would be a really nice follow on to join me next Tuesday, same time. Okay, so what I also wanted to share with you, and, and I was saying, you know, the, the, the bonus that I wanted to share with you, and um, what I did, and I think this is the thing, and, and I really want to underline this, and I shared this with um, with the Bell Darling group when I presented the session last, last month, is there can be so much guilt attached with outsourcing, particularly for women, and particularly when it's stuff around the home. And and I think it's it's a few different things, right? We've got this like super, you know, superwoman complex where like I have to do all of the things. And but also it's like if you're handing stuff over, then in some way you're kind of letting the side down and you're not kind of being all things to all people. And and what I've realized is that um any worry, and I, again, full transparency, right? I created a processes manual for our home. So we had new nannies starting. We've got a nanny who works with us Monday, Tuesday, and another nanny who's with us Wednesdays and Thursdays because our beautiful nanny went back home to um, Czech Republic um, until late this year. So we just were basically just rebuilding the, the nanny team. So um, there's a few you know, new people joining. And I said, this is my opportunity to design this how I want this to look like. And you know, on the plus side of that, I get what I want in our home. It frees up ample bandwidth. So just as an example, our nannies cook dinner every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then we do pizzas on Friday. So I don't cook. I only cook Saturday and Sunday, which is amazing. And the gift that they give us from doing that is stellar. Like I cannot even tell you because I go out, we sit down, we eat dinner as a family. And then I hang out with my kids like, wow. So for me, it's less about what will everyone else think of me doing that? And it's more about what's the benefit to me? You know, it's that beautiful thing of we'll know, we'll know when we're successful, when the voice is inside our, the voice inside our head is stronger than the voices outside. But the other thing I want to say as well is that it's really important that we have, we have models of, of, of outsourcing, you know, other women who are handing it over who aren't feeling guilty about it. And it's something I've had to work on. And it's something that you will probably need to work on as well. And I think that's the beauty of a group like Bold Darling, because we're, we're really on this effort to normalize talking about the things that maybe in other environments, whether it's with friends or family members, they just don't get it as much as, as we do, because we're there's a very certain type of woman. I think that's attracted to Bold Darling, where they're ready for that support. They, they, they are very coachable. They're very ambitious. And and they're, they're, they're working on themselves. You know, they're doing the work on themselves and on their businesses. So I think it's about having your kind of pockets of people who get it and who will normalize that conversation for you as well. And that guilt piece, you know, it's something that it's it's going to creep in. I think it's about identifying, OK, that's what's going on right now and bringing yourself back to the compound interest. You know, we've got plans to live overseas in the next couple of years. And what I'm doing with you today is something that's going to plant the seed for me to be able to do that. And then for me doing that 
will hopefully be a model to lots of you around, oh, I can run my business from, I don't have to be sitting in Australia or, you know, sitting in Brisbane or sitting in Toowoomba or wherever, wherever, or Canberra, where Sally is right now. You know, I, I, I can be that. So starting small and, and, and slaying the guilt dragons as they come up, because it's just, it's just going to happen. <laughs> Basically, it's just about learning, learning to live with that. So with the family processes manual, this was the thing that I got so many questions about. So what I've actually done is I've created a template. So of course, I'm not sharing like our family, <laughs> you know, all the things of our family and all the crazy things. I have like the lunchbox in bit in there because I actually think that's quite useful for any of you who've got school age kids. So I'm actually going to share that. Cara, would you mind dropping that link in, please? Because that's a bonus that I shared with you. So only the people you're alive. So all of you, you're the only ones who are getting this bonus. And, and just remember, thank you, Cara, you're on the ball, love. And um, just remember with this, this is a template. Yeah, this is the starting point. And I wanted to give you a flavor of this because this is the kind of templates that live in the Bold Darling portal. So whether it's a job description or it's a performance review or it's your perfect week, which we've talked about today, or it's your outsourcing matrix, like all of that lives in Bold Darling as one of those resources as part of the playbook that we have in there for you. So I wanted to give you a flavor of what like a, a hard copy you know, an example of a resource from Bold Darling is. So take that. That is something that you can edit. It's not a PDF. You can go in there. You can play with it. You can copy and paste. You can use my lunchbox suggestions <laughs> if you feel so inclined. Okay, that's my gift to you. And, and, and thank you, of course, obviously, for, for joining as well. So I would love, uh, Laura, would you mind just pasting some of the Bold Darling questions, please? That would be super, super helpful. And, and what I'd love for you to, to share everyone, you know, as, as we're starting to wrap this session, is what's one thing you're going to action from today? I would love for that to be applied to Bell, darling. <laughs> and Cara or Laura, just whoever can do it first, can you also just add in the, the page for Bell, darling, please, so everyone's got a handy. And what's one thing you're going to do based on the session today? Is it something you're going to outsource? Is there going to be a recurring diary invite that you put in for your decompressed time? Is it tweaking your morning routine? Think about what's that one thing that you're going to implement from today. Really, really, really important. So biggest, you know, the biggest takeout I'm going to expect is, is that thing that, that you shared as well. Um, Laura, questions. I think I saw a, I think everything's moving too quick now. Sorry. <laughs> Could you just paste them in fresh again for me so I've got them? I know I did see one. What was the monthly investment? So the monthly investment for Bold Darling is $497 a month if you join on payment plan. If you pay up front, um, it is $5,000. So you actually pay, say, I feel like I should have my maths closer, but it's it's $500 that you save if you pay up front. And generally in the group, it's 50-50. So in the existing group, which any new Bold Darlings coming in, and it's so exciting to see applications coming in, thank you. And they, yeah, it's generally like half the people will pay payment plan, half the people will pay up front. And for a Bold Darling, it's, it's actually quite a broad scope. I sent an email today. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Just with almost like a cross section of the kind of industries and the kind of businesses that are in the group already. And, and it's very, very broad. And then the life stages. So what happens when you come into Bold Darling, you join the overall group, but then you also get allocated an individual accountability group. So you'll be in a group with three to five other business owners from similar life stages, and they're all going to be new members. So I'm building new accountability groups as we come in, if that makes sense. So would absolutely love for you to have a look at it. Would love for you to join. What's super exciting, we do quarterly planning days, and the next one is July 7th, Thursday, July 7th. And generally, that's over Zoom. Um, but this time, I'm also creating an in-person option. So there's quite a few Bold Darling members who are actually flying into Sydney and um, to join me in person. So it'll be streamed live as well. I'll be presenting as, as well over, over, over that. But it's just a really good opportunity. That's going to be probably not even a once in a year opportunity. So it's a really, really, really great time to, to join as well. So everyone, thank you so much for joining. I was going to say ladies, ladies plus Michael. <laughs> thank you so much for joining. And um, I will be sending out the recording email and um, very shortly. That'll be going out to you all this afternoon. And Cara has just posted there the link as well to, to Bold Darling. So yeah, would, would love to welcome you in with, with, with loving arms. And as I hope you've experienced, I get it. Like I get the kind of the energy, I get the challenges and Bold Darling is there. It's like what I would love to have had when I was kind of starting and growing my businesses and kind of what I still want now. I'm like, can someone build a Bold Darling like for me? <laughs> that would be really, really awesome. Okay, my friends, I'm going to say goodbye. Have a lovely afternoon. Thank you so much again for joining. And yeah, hopefully I will see lots of your beautiful faces in Bold Darling very soon. So 
Much love. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me in this bonus episode of the Lorraine Murphy Show. I really hope that you gleaned tons of nuggets and tips. And as I talked about in the in the session, some really immediately actionable steps that you can take to straight away start to get yourself into rock show mode. One last reminder that Doors to Bowl Darling are closing this Thursday, 23rd of June, and I would love to have you in there if it's calling to you. Jump to the website, bolddarling.com to learn more about the program and also get your application in. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you for being part of this week's episode. It was remarkable to have you. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas and suggestions for future topics for the podcast. So please get in touch on Instagram. My handle is at Lorraine Remarks and through my website, LorraineMurphy.com.au. If you're enjoying what I'm putting out here, please do rate, review or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community or even better, do all three. Chat to you next week.